Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. Dr. Martin Larrabee was justly proud of his quarters at the Huntsville Sanitarium. He'd chosen the furnishings himself for the room in which he interviewed his patients. The result was both restful and pleasing. The room opened into a smaller one equipped with a desk, typewriter, and all the other usual office paraphernalia. This was the domain of the doctor's pretty secretary, Barbara Stevens. Barbara admired her attractive boss very much. Secretly, she considered him the most wonderful man she'd ever met. And the smartest, too. A psychiatrist's office should be, and usually is, practically soundproof. This one was no exception. Ordinarily, the only sound Barbara could hear when she sat at her desk was a low murmur of voices. But today, as she was busily typing away, she noticed a series of rather loud thumps proceeding from her boss's room. Impulsively, she jumped up and burst in. She knew he was alone, and she even forgot to knock. Dr. Larrabee. Oh, hello, Barbara. What's all the excitement? Oh, well, that's what I wanted to know. I heard all this rumpus, and I couldn't imagine what was going on. <laughs> I just got the furniture moving, Bug. Hey, don't you think this looks better? With the big chair under the window? Yes, I guess so. I guess I'll have to get used to it first. Oh, I've never been entirely satisfied with the way I had it. But I rather like this setup. With the chair where it is, a person has a light in back of him, and yet he can see out the window into the garden. Well, maybe I'm the sort of person who gets used to things. I sort of hate to have them changed. <laughs> Lots of people are like that. <laughs> Funny. I'm very particular about my desk, too. I can't stand to have someone go looking for something and muss things up. Well, Barbara, I must remember that. Next time I'm searching for a lost case folder, I wouldn't want to get in your bad graces. Oh, I wouldn't mind if you changed anything. You wouldn't? Well, of course not. Not you. <laughs> Good. Well, let's see. It's almost time for Miss Calvert. She used to come at three. Yes, I know. Uh, Dr. Larrabee. Yes, Barbara? What do you think of Miss Calvert? I mean, really. Think of her? Well, Barbara, you know it isn't possible for me to give a definite diagnosis on a case at this point. I didn't mean that exactly. Then what did you mean? I mean... You think she's beautiful, don't you? <laughs> really, Barbara? You know we don't discuss the patients from a personal standpoint. I'm sorry, Dr. Larrabee. 
Oh, oh bother. I'm, I'm acting like a fuddy-duddy. Your question's a perfectly natural one, really, so I'll answer it. Yes, Barbara, I agree with you. Miss Calvert is very beautiful. I was sure you thought so. But if you want to know the actual truth, I'm much more concerned about what goes on inside that beautiful head of hers. Between you and me, I'm not at all satisfied with that girl's progress so far. You're not? No. There's something that, well, I haven't been able to get at it yet, to bring it out. Perhaps today I'll succeed. I hope so. But even if you do, what about the district attorney and all that? What, oh, gee, Dr. Larrabee, you don't think they'd really try to punish you for telling all those lies during the trial, do you? I mean, but they can't bring charges now, can they? Not if I can help it. They won't get near that girl if I have anything to say about it. You mean, until she gets well again? Yes, of course, Barbara. Until she's well again. Oh. After that, I'm afraid Miss Calvert will have to face the music. Oh, by the way, it's three. You tell Nurse Janeway to bring her in, will you please? Yes, Dr. Larrabee. Right away. Ah, here you are, Miss Calvert. Why so surprised, Doctor? You were expecting me, weren't you? Uh, yes, of course. It always irritates me so, that false air of cordiality doctors always assume. How are you feeling today, Miss Calvert? Do you want the truth? Yes. Well, then I'll give it to you. I'm feeling absolutely foul. I'm sorry. Is there any particular symptom you can mention? Symptom? No, I suppose not. Unless you can term a general feeling of futility, of fear, a symptom. Oh, indeed it is. All right, that's how I feel. As if there's absolutely no point to anything. I see. That's all you say, I see. That's too bad, I'm sorry. How much good do you expect all that's going to do me? Miss Calvert, you mentioned that you're feeling of fear, of anxiety. Can you tell me something more about that feeling? I mean, does it seem to have any particular relation to, say, a certain person or place? Oh, it always comes back to my father. But this is worse. It isn't just a sense of fear. It's a, it's a sense of loss, really. Loss? There's something I had once. And I've never been able to capture it again. I'm crude if I could remember his voice. Remember whose voice? It's not that I don't remember the voice itself. That's the trouble. I remember it only too well. Well, then, what is it that troubles you? I... I can't remember whose voice it is. Suppose you try to tell me all you do remember. Well, it probably won't do any good. It's worth a try. Oh, all right. It was when I was quite small. Probably... Oh, eight or nine years old. I was living in Wakefield at that time for a while. My mother... My mother had died some time before. I remember this day. I was in the schoolyard. There was a gang of them, the children. They were all gathered around me in a circle. They were screaming something at me, teasing me. Someone grabbed my school books and ran off with them. Another took my sweater and threw it on the ground. I remember it so well. It was a blue sweater. Yes, Miss Calvert. Go on. Oh, there's not much to tell. 
themselves crying. They, they frightened me with their cruelty, their hatred. Finally, they all ran away, all but one. I was crying. <laughs> They're gone now. Don't cry anymore. They're not coming back. You, you weren't here. I was over playing handball. I heard them all yelling, so I came to see what happened. What did? They were making fun of me. Oh, so what? You should worry. They're just dope. They hate me. Oh, don't let that bother you. Just because you're different. Different? But can't help it, I guess. The way you were brought up. And then your clothes and stuff are different. My clothes? Yeah, they're all so new and pretty. But that's not the only reason. You see, the trouble is, they think you're stuck up. They think you don't want to be friends. But it's not so. I, I do, I do. They won't let me. Look, maybe you and me can be work this out together. Only, you've got to play along and try to do what I say. Will you try? Well, all right. Yes, I'll try. I'll teach you how to get along with them. They're not really mean kids. You watch. Before long, you'll be having a good time with them. Just as if, as if you weren't Kit Calvert. I'll try. But in the meantime, they won't realize. They'll still tease me and everything, like today. Oh, no, they won't. I'll see that they don't. They won't do anything to you as long as you're a friend of mine. I won't let them. If anybody starts something, you let me know. Don't you worry. I'm going to be your friend from now on. You're, you're quite that? Sure. Is that all you remember? What happened after that? My father came. I remember that big car he had pulling up at the school gate. He came toward us. The boy stood his ground, but Dad told him to go away. He told him never to have anything to do with me. He forbade me to talk to him. Oh, don't you see how different it all might have been? He was going to teach me to be one of them. How to get along with them. To have friends like other people. But it never happened. A little while after that, Dad sent me away. To a school out of state. I... I never saw him again. The one who was going to help me. But... Can you remember his face? No. No, I can't. I've tried, but... But when I try, all I can see is Dad's face sending him away. Dr. Larrabee looked gravely into Kit's face. For the first time, the sophisticated worldly shell was cracked, and within, he caught a glimpse of a lonely, frightened young woman. A young woman who longed for what everyone in the world longs for. A warmth of friendship and love. Now, the doctor asked himself, what might happen if they could learn the identity of the boy Kit Calvert remembered? A boy grown to manhood now. Perhaps he thought this person might still even be in Wakefield. <laughs>